Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett and Kyle here with me today. And to get us started, I wanted to um, kind of follow up on Kyle's sermon this past Sunday because Kyle gave a message on stewardship by giving the mic to Kyle. He likes to throw people under the bus, so I, I'll just <laughs> throw him under. Well, thanks, Damon. Brum, brum, brum. That was the wheels going over me. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was interesting. It it was uh, we're in the kingdom series, so I wanted to give some more depth and background into the kingdom, but I didn't want it to just stay there. I wanted it to try to have like more of an application thing. So I thought stewardship is a principle I I appreciate, and I think a lot of times it gets tied just to money. And so I thought let's talk about stewarding other things. So. Well, yeah, I thought you were going to be talking about money, especially since you're the finance guy <laughs> at church and stuff. Well, exactly, and that's why I thought, you know, it, it'd be good for people's, um, their their view of stewardship to be expanded. So, and then when I th- came up with uh, our abilities, our uh, money, our time and relationships, and I thought, yeah, I'm not going to be the right person to talk about time and relationships. So then I'm like, all right, Mimo, are you going to want to come up and speak a little bit? And then... <coughs> When I when I approached her on it, she actually was pretty receptive. So I thought, oh, okay, like maybe maybe she'll be interested in doing this. So, um, but I th- I did think it was interesting because uh, during the announcements, Lauren was talking about setting your clocks back, and then and he was he was kind of like, well, wait a second. Well, I'll, pretty much our our smartphones take care of that for us. We don't have to actually set our clocks back. It it does it automatically. <laughs> And then, and then she, I talked to her after the message and she, she was thinking along those lines of like, I'm going to be talking about not having your phone in your room as a clock. So she thought it was kind of funny that Lauren actually brought that up. But I, I did think that that's, that's an interesting thing that I'll throw back to you guys. But yeah, we've, we've always had digital clocks in our, our alarm clocks in our room. So we don't take our phones into our room. Um, but I do know, and I've heard from people that that can be a challenge. Like if you take your phone in and use it as your alarm clock, it's always there. And so if you turn your your alarm clock off, you might look at your phone. You might see a, a notification. You might be like, hey, I want to check something. And then you get right to your phone first thing. Or maybe even when you're going to bed because you bring it in with you and it's going to be your alarm clock. So it has a reason to be there, but then it also could turn into to other things. So. Um, you guys, you guys, okay. Do you guys take your phone into your bedroom? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I do use it as my alarm clock. Um, and there is a bit of time, I think as we're winding down where both Brittany and I will be looking at it, but we make sure to turn it off. And, um, I think what's helped me most is like, I've gotten off of a lot of different social media Mm. apps. And so, the amount of scrolling, <laughs> mindless scrolling that I could have or used to do, yeah. I don't do as much. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I do see how that's taken me a lot more time off of my screen. Mm. Um, I'm still on it quite a bit here and there and use it for other reasons. But um, yeah, I do my best to not be glued to it. All right, so to be honest, when Mimo started talking about that, I was like, oh, man, why she got to plunge the knife right into my chest? Uh, yes, I use, I do use both my phone and my watch as my alarm That's clock. That's right, she, she threw a smartwatch <laughs> yes, in there, she too. she did huh? throw. So I was like, oh, come on, Mimo. Like, why got to throw it right into me right now? But um, 
Yeah. So, and this week has been especially hard too, because so after she said that on Sunday, I was trying in the mornings to not use my phone as the, but I, I wake up pretty early. So I do kind of need a little bit of help to, mm-hmm. and I don't, we don't have any other clocks at home either. So I was like, okay, I'll use it just for that. But then, okay. So backstory, I'm a Clipper fan. I've been a Clipper fan for a long time. <laughs> Probably for longer than a lot of people have been alive now. Um, so, yeah. yeah you, I, you are you are pretty old, so that's I probably know. true. I know. I'm, I'm getting up there. Except your favorite player was before was a Laker. Okay, we've... we've I think <laughs> oh, I, I, a, back to, a backstory <laughs> to the backstory. <laughs> I think we might have already actually discussed that on the podcast before. But yes, my favorite player before was Magic Johnson at one time, but then after all that the issues came out then i felt like the lakers did him dirty and i switched my allegiance to the clippers and a- anyway i've been a clipper fan for a long time <laughs> and so the past few weeks there's been a lot of rumors about clippers making a potential trade right and so you know it's been very easy for me to want to see if some because the clippers have a history of doing things in the middle of the night so when i wake <laughs> up in the morning i want to see if something happened right so uh, this happened a few years ago when they traded for Kawhi and Paul George. I woke up with 187 unread text messages. And so, again, right after Mimo talks about this, I decide I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to uh, – because I, I do work from home early in the morning. So I go to my computer where my messages are, and there's like 25 messages on there. It's like, what happened? <laughs> Clippers traded for James Harden. Oh, my gosh. Like, right when I'm not looking at my phone. Another high-character guy. (laughs) Ouch, Brett. Zinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All-star caliber player from local. But anyway, um, yeah, so another, right, when I'm trying to not do something, it comes out. So, yes, I do have my phone my phone in my room and I do use it as my alarm clock. I've been trying to be more intentional about not using it to like, as the first thing I look at in the morning. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when things like that happen, sometimes it's hard because then you want to read about all the, what does everybody else think? Did, what was the actual trade? All this stuff that's going on right too. So I'm trying, but yeah, it hasn't been easy. Yeah. I think it's not so much that you can't use your phone. It's really just letting your, your mind and your body wake up without that um, that extra stimulant or whatever from your phone like the, mm. like like have some have it more relaxing more peaceful when you wake up you know eat your if you want to eat breakfast or whatever get in the word and it doesn't have to be long things but um, I I see it too like so our our phones are in the kitchen and so then I wake up and I see it there and I'm like oh I wonder if I have messages I wonder and it's like sometimes sometimes I'll go over to it and I'll look. And I'll, I'll just look at the notifications. Oh, nothing pressing. I'll just close it. But sometimes it's like, oh, I kind of want to look at that. So it's, it's, I get it. It's not just because my phone's not in my room doesn't mean I don't wake up without that urge. So, but I, I do think it does bring a different, um, it's, it's just a different start to your day that if you can start off resisting that a little bit, it does give you a foundation as you're waking up. And I, I think that does carry forward um, in different ways. Yeah, I think, um, you know, during your sermon, you 
shared about the four different things that we you wanted us to focus on stewarding. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them, as we were prepping for this, one another one came to mind, which is our attention, right? Because mm-hmm. I think there's so many things that are trying to vie for our attention every day. Mm-hmm. You know, even in this scenario, like with our phone, we have so much information in our pocket or on our, our nightstand. And it's always kind of calling out to us where we're uh, trying to get our attention. And so there's times where we need to figure out what do we want to give our attention to? Do we want to give our attention to, to those things? Or could that actually be something that the enemy's trying to use to get us to take our attention away from the Lord? It's, it's tied closely with time, right? Cause once you give your attention to something, then your time's going to follow it. So, but yeah, it's good to think about our, our thoughts, our attention, um, how are we steward, stewarding that? Um, I, I, I just, this thought just popped in my head. I remember, I think it was Pastor Sam, could have been Pastor Barry too, years ago, talking about kind of stewarding their time and like how much, the, what, what they're watching on TV, how much they're spending on different things and, and getting to the point of asking God, hey, God, is it okay if I watch this TV show? Is it okay if I watch this sporting event? Is it okay? And, in some ways, I was like, oh, I don't need to do that. But I think there's other ways where, like, I don't know if I want to do that because what if God says, no, you're not supposed to, but you really want to? You know, like, there's still that. That's our, we have like our own will and our, our attention and our our desires and our uh, for our attention is it's still there and it's real. And 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 I know God's not like a killjoy; He doesn't want us to not enjoy stuff. But what if in that moment it's like, no, I, I'd rather you just sit in quietness or read or do something different. You guys ever wrestle with that, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think, um, you know, growing up when you, when I, I think of stewardship, it's always like I could hear my parents telling me like, you need to take better care of the stuff that you have mm. or the time that you have. And after a while, you're kind of like, <laughs> yeah, well, like whatever, like it's fine. You know, like you, you almost take for granted some of the things, yeah. whether it's materialistic objects or even sometimes friendships or opportunities that you get. Um, I, I know that I've had my fair share of, of not stewarding things well. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea that, you know, of asking God, is it okay to watch this TV show? Is it okay to do this with my time? It, it's funny. I had that same thought in terms of like, I used to feel a lot of times like, oh, I don't hear God well or, I don't know how to connect with him as well, but my perspective kind of changed on that when I kind of viewed like every opportunity or decision as something to steward, right? Like what's grabbing my attention? How am I going to spend my time? All those different things is like an opportunity like to steward it well. And so in asking God, what should I do in in those even mundane things, you're kind of like, retraining your brain or your mind and your focus to go to him first. Mm. And in, in a lot of those, it's not like I heard God say, sit down on the couch on the second cushion from the left and watch <laughs> for 30 minutes and then turn it off. It wasn't so much like that. Right. Sometimes I feel like, okay, I don't think he told me anything, mm-hmm. but it was just that shift for my, my initial go to, to not just be my own desire but say like check in with God because I think too, like when I used to think of stewardship, it's always like, it's going to, I have to do something of high character. It's going to be like, 
you know, people don't see, you know, what you're doing when no one's watching. So how are you going to act? So it's like, okay, should I be reading my Bible? Should I be spending quiet time? But there's been times where I feel like God's just like, no, you should just like rest. Mm-hmm. Like go lay down. And it's like, okay, that's nothing of like noble. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yet. but it's just like, I mean, he knows what we need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he if when we go to him, I, I do, like you said, he's not a killjoy. There are things that he wants that are in our heart too. And so it's just having that connectiveness, I think, mm-hmm. has been huge in terms of stewardship, but also like, changing my natural habits to be more focused on trying to hear the Lord, what he wants me to do, how I'm in relationship with him, just like always going to him in those ways. I think viewing it in a lens of stewardship helped me um, grow in those other areas by just like um, product of essentially just going to him first. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm, I'm partially laughing too because i had prepared a joke earlier <laughs> oh here it comes no uh, i'm not gonna tell it because uh, it didn't pl- i i told you guys earlier what the joke was and you didn't laugh so it wasn't funny but I thought you're just gonna go for it anyways <laughs> no okay so part of the joke it was a star star trek joke and it kind of was comparing the original series to the next generation now you just just gotta tell the joke dude because if you're gonna explain the joke you're probably gonna pretty much gonna tell it anyway so just go for it well i was just gonna say that every time you guys keep saying stewardship i keep hearing stewart's ship which you know patrick stewart played john luke picard in the next generation so i keep thinking about his show and not the original one See again, it's not funny. Yeah. You guys aren't even laughing it's, again. Because well, we're not. I told it twice. We're not, we're not Star Trek people, but for yeah. those two people that listening to this that are Star Trek people, they just they <laughs> okay. loved it. Well, so. I was I was a Star Trek guy, and I actually liked Next Generation <laughs> better because I liked Patrick Stewart, and he was kind of like the combination of Captain Kirk and Spock, mm. right? Because Captain Kirk was like the emotionally driven. Like if he if he wanted to do something, he went and did it, and he was gonna save. It. Someone, no matter what, no matter what the cost, no matter what the risk was, he was going to go with his heart. And then you have Spock, who was, everything was logical. And Patrick Stewart was kind of the, the combination of both, mm. right? And so sometimes when I think of, of stewardship, not Stewart's ship, but I think, think of stewardship, right? I think sometimes we're, we're looking at it through the lens of like logic. Like, I need to be logical about this situation. I need to do the noble thing. I need to... Mm. Right. But then, and then we discount like the emotional side too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, I'm not going to get what I want because I have to steward it and I have to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, when I think of it through this lens, like, no, I need to be like Patrick Stewart's ship. And it's the combination of both. Right. It's like, oh, there is an aspect of it. I need to recognize my emotional tug towards one direction or the other. But then I also need to look at it through the Lord's lens and say, is this what God wants me to do at the same time so that we can be good stewards of our time, our money, or, you know, because there's a lot of things that we want that generally when we think of stewardship, we're not going to get or we're going to have to sacrifice or something. But I think part of being a good steward is recognizing the tug in both ways and but then saying, I'm going to submit that tug to the Lord and see what he wants me to do with it. 
Yeah, it's something that we see in this in this series going through the kingdom. It's a lot of kingdom principles are they're combinations of two opposites, or I mean, may not opposites, but just two different perspectives. So, like you know, the grace and truth. But this one, it's like the the mind and the emotion. Sometimes we just want to focus on one or the other. But really, in like living in a kingdom perspective, it it's really a blend of two, and that's what makes kingdom living difficult. Is that it, or challenging? I would say, is that it. It is a. It's gonna push us beyond just what we're we're good at or we're comfortable with. There's there's another side of it that kind of the Lord wants us to wrestle with. I I have a question for you guys since you guys are, um, I consider two wise guys that I seek counsel from. Wise guy. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were gonna say. Uh, older in a different kind of way or something, but no, I'll I'll give you wisdom as as, <laughs> okay. as, as like towards that. your like towards your age since you're, an, you're since you're an elder. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're in, we're in the next decade above you, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's is there an area? You know, you listed those areas. Is there an area of I guess stewardship or or um, things that we steward? that you are are you feel like you're good at and you you found a healthy balance in, in in that area or is there an area that's like a current struggle or it's hard for you to kind of grasp you what you f- may feel like is a healthy balance cuz i think i hear from a lot of people like when they share like i know i do this too much or i know i'm spending too much time doing this or I can't help myself when I go to Target. I want to buy all this stuff, like so money, you know, but like, it's good that they're open about it and they share it, but how do we help people steward in that opportunity when we hear people share like that, or we know something's a struggle because recognizing it is the first step. But after that, it's like, okay, we got to do something about it or else we're still not stewarding it well. It's a good question. What do you think, Damon? <laughs> I know. Put I you guys on the spot. <laughs> I put him on the spot. Flip the mic. I beat you to it on the, that one. The table's turned. <laughs> okay, so I think for myself, the first thing that comes to mind is emotional capacity. So I feel like I'm pretty, I don't want to say good at it, but I, I feel like I know the boundaries of my emotional capacity. So I know how much I can put into different things that I'm doing. Mm without going overboard, but then also feeling like I'm invested enough mm. because I think sometimes it's, it's really easy to just say, I need to get all these things done. So I'm not going to invest much emotional uh, investment into this thing because I just need to get, get it done. Mm. Um, and so I'm just going to get it done or it's easy for, it can be easy to go the other direction and just invest so much emotionally that, it kind of takes over your whole life, Mm. right? And so it's hard to get anything else done because it's so invested into that one thing. Mm. And so I think for myself, that's something that I've learned the limitations and the boundaries for myself of how much to put into the different things that I'm doing so that I don't kind of drive myself into the ground. Mm. And But at the same time, I feel like I'm investing enough in each of the different things that I'm doing where it it feels like there's a good balance. Mm. But I think one of the big things is just understanding our own limitations is important Mm. because I think sometimes, right, like when we're thinking about um, stewarding other things like, like, (coughs) 
Well, the first one that comes to mind is like food, like at a buffet table, mm. right? It's like sometimes our eyes are bigger than our stomach, right? So I, I really don't like waste. So I always tell my kids like, whatever you put on your plate, you need to eat. And especially when it's like a place where we're paying for food or something, mm. right? And so a lot of times they put way more food than they can eat on their plate, mm-hmm. right? And so there's times where that that really bothers me. It's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to waste this food. I don't want to waste this stuff. Um, but it's because they don't understand their their limitations or the boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important for us to to recognize is what are our own <coughs> limitations and boundaries, so that we can then uh, be appropriate with the amount that we're able to put in or invest in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. <clears throat> I'm I'm trying to think how to answer that. Like, yeah, with money, I've I've always done. I've always been okay with that, but I it also had it came with its weaknesses because I'm more of like a saver. Um, so I I wouldn't want want to just spend haphazardly and just so I, I so I always felt like that part was okay. And then so giving to God, tithing that was, I understood that from a young age, and it was. Became a somewhat as a, a of a discipline, but learning how to make that more of like an act of worship. Um, but then that can also my my um, my approach to money can also make it where it's a lot of like <coughs> like self denial or so you know self sacrifice. Mm. Where like oh, I'm just not gonna buy anything for myself because it's I could do that really easy, which is not always healthy. So. Um, even our strengths then have a have a, a side that's not like in a good place. Mm-hmm. But when you were when you were describing your hypothetical person that you know oh I'm I just always have these issues and I don't know what to do, I think to combat that it's really finding what's the root cause, mm-hmm. right? Because usually you shop because of something else, you eat junk food or you eat late at night because of something else. You don't have strong relationships because or you're because you're afraid to invest in it because mm-hmm. of something else there's there's always something you know your abilities you, you maybe you, you have doubt you don't believe in yourself mm-hmm. it's because of something else so i think as i've matured and i've gone through like prayer ministry and healings and things like that i i think some of the things i struggled with in the past aren't as much struggles maybe they're not st- still where i would consider strengths but it's brought me up higher because um, it's really there was something else there that was manifesting in how I was stewarding or mm. handling my relationships or time or whatever, and I was just masquerading around those by you know, different you know, different things. Mm. How about for you, Brett? It's interesting. I mean, I I obviously haven't been married as long as you guys, but. I feel like I've spent enough time where my wife and I shout out to her. She's probably (laughs) listening and going to tell me how I did afterwards. But, um, like when, when we got married, I feel like I had to not like redo and start from scratch, but money, relationships, time, like everything you have to find a new balance. And so, you know, a lot of it comes with sacrifice or I went into it with the mindset of like, okay, I have to be willing to sacrifice, not sacrifice everything in terms of give up everything I have, but like every area or aspect be willing to sacrifice. And so I feel like we've found a good balance, but for me, 
I think I'm in a season where trying to steward like opportunities and relationships has been huge. And sometimes those can be really difficult because as much as I can be a strategic thinker, like when it comes to other people, you get very emotionally invested. And so trying to have that balance has been a good challenge. Um, but it is tough. Like Damon, when you're describing limitations, like it is tough sometimes to find those healthy boundaries because you have such a strong desire that the intentions may be good. You may want something for somebody, but to what degree or role do you play in that? And, and looking how looking and finding out how to steward that opportunity. Um, there's been some pretty interesting and tough situations that, that we've had to navigate. And so, um, it's an area that I'm glad I'm being challenged in, um, because I care about it a lot, but it can also be super tricky when it comes to having that healthy balance and how you're stewarding your time and relationships. Because to me for that one, it's one of the easiest to kind of tip to one side or the other. When you guys think of stewardship and especially, I mean, we've heard the the term sacrifice come up over and over and over again. Do you think of it in a negative light? Maybe, maybe in the past, I think, <coughs> I think of it now, maybe according to, well, let, let me go, let me go back. Cause Mimo referenced this a little bit when she shared on Sunday but her journey started with the book, The Best Yes. So like when you say yes to something, you're saying no to at least one other thing or probably multiple other things. So really seeing stewardship of, it's like you have this allotment of choices. You have an allotment of time. You have a, you have this certain allotment. So if you're making this choice, then you're you're not making this other choice. Mm. And so I see it more of like, how, how can I get the most bang for the buck type of thing. So I, I see stewardship as that. Like I, I, I only have a certain amount of influence, a certain amount of resources, a certain amount of capacity. How can I do it best? And sometimes I do it well. Sometimes I get selfish and I'm like, I, just, I don't care what's the best. I just want to do it for myself, <laughs> right? So there's still those things. But I, I think I view it more of that way where maybe in the past, I think I would have viewed it more of a s sacrifice, duty, that type of perspective. Yeah, I would agree that I probably used to have a more negative um, perspective on it in terms of like, when you think of sacrifice and, and the picture, you think of like giving something up or having to give away something mm -hmm. in order for a gain that most often isn't yourself. But I think, especially in, in what I was talking about earlier, when you get married, the, the sacrifices that I was making, and even while we were dating or just taking a look at my friendships and relationships in general, the not what is gained or the outcome of the sacrifice I saw as greater or worth more than the sacrifice. And so it wasn't that it was negative because some of those are still hard to go through, but it's just like different. Like there's just a change needs to happen. And so like, for example, like I was very intentional about um, communicating with with Brittany, like, okay, before I could just go hang out with the guys whenever, 
and you know if she was somewhere else or busy then that's fine but when we're living together when we have responsibilities we got to take care of a, a a crippled and special dog and all that stuff like yeah ace yeah we i had to be i was trying to be very mindful of like is it okay if i do you know and so in certain times it felt like ah like i can't just i'm not a free quote unquote free man anymore <laughs> right, right? right but i i viewed it as well like this is going to help build our marriage and communication better and so asking that question even though you know it's not as easy as before I didn't necessarily see it as a negative, but like, oh, no, I'm stewarding it well by investing in our relationship communication. And by doing so, like, I hope it produces good fruit that I get to receive the benefit from too. And so that outweighed the, should I just go and not tell her <laughs> or should I say something else or, or whatnot? But I, I guess that's just a small example of yeah, I, I think it was just a perspective change or I looked at it as it's different and a change, but not necessarily negative. Yeah, the reason that I ask is because I think for myself, I've had to change the way that I look at it because I think before I used to look at it as what am I sacrificing? What am I sacrificing for for this, right? And so as a, to be a good steward, I needed to sacrifice X, Y, and Z. Mm. But I think in in keeping my perspective on sacrifice, I was always looking at the thing that I was sacrificing. Mm. But what I feel like the Lord has been kind of shifting in me when I think of stewardship is not to look at what I'm giving up, but what I'm, I'm gaining. Mm. Right. And so it's not what I'm saying no to, but it's what I'm saying yes to. Mm. Right. So kind of, kind of, it's kind of similar to what you're, you're talking about, Brett with, you know, before it was like, I, I spend the time with, the guys. So I'm sacrificing the time with the guys so I can spend with, with Brittany. But before I'd just be like, man, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. But I think the Lord was kind of highlighting to me that the enemy wants you to focus on the things that you're giving up, Mm. but I want you to focus on what, what you're getting. Right. And so what are you saying yes to? Right. And so I think that's helped to shift my perspective and help me to want to be a better steward in the first place, because it's actually looking at what am I saying yes to? What am I getting? Um, and not not necessarily what am I getting from like a like a greedy perspective mm-hmm. or like that, but just what am I saying yes to? Oh, I'm I'm saying yes to a better relationship with my wife. I'm saying yes to this opportunity. Uh, so looking at it from that perspective, as opposed to in the negative, it's kind of like what you're investing in, right? And yeah. then that that investment's going to have a payoff. It might not be instant, but you're going to see a payoff in the future. I think when you were just sharing that, it something else that when I was doing my prep was um, just that that awareness that we're living in. Well, there's there's competing kingdoms, right? There's the, the worldly kingdom and the messaging, and the uh, the messaging is going to come across a lot differently than God's perspective and God's uh, messaging through the Bible. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna even hear stuff like. Why are you doing that? That's foolish. That's stupid. Um, to why, why should you give money to the church? That's dumb. Like put it in your savings and you'll have a lot more for retirement. You can retire early. You know, that's like a world's message versus like, no, God calls us to steward his money. And part of that is to give back to him. So, I mean, there's these competing things. And sometimes, yeah, like the, the, the biblical a- aspect is like, I don't, that doesn't sound fun or, or it's like the, the payoff's mm. not going to be till later mm. or you might get your reward in heaven. It's like, 
but I, I want to see something now, or I, I want some instant gratification. So I think kind of having that, that, that mindset that we're in this mental battle, like our mind, mm. our thoughts that we're, we're getting bombarded or pulled in two different directions. And if we don't recognize that it makes it really hard. Uh, and I think I've gone back to this like 90 times on this podcast, but <laughs> it, it would remind me of, you know, like the almost like intangible things that you gain, like your character. Oh my gosh. Character. I, I thought you were going to say, be about it. <laughs> well, it's just like, I'm like, no, I thought, like, how's he going to tie Messi Grace into this? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I always hear my mom's voice. Well, you're yeah. building character. And a lot of times, to be honest, I was like, that is not the reward that is worth this moment. <laughs> Screw yeah. that character. Give me something else now. <laughs> right. But like you said, it, it, it is when you live your life in view of eternity, mm-hmm. there are certain things that no matter what it is, the investment that you make and making it into who God wants you to be, what he wants for you. Like as, as, as a Christian that, you know, holds more weight than anything that the world has mm-hmm. to offer. And that doesn't make it easier to do it in that moment, but you know, it's a part of, you know, having a, a deeper level of faith, having a stronger connection with him. And um, I think one thing that came to mind when we were talking about sacrifice too was, um, I forget the guy from YWAM, what his name was. Lauren Cunningham? He was on the podcast. Was oh, William. William. Yeah, William. William. Like, <laughs> when, he was, when he was talking to us about um, like obedience and how obedient, like God uh, honors our obedience over just, just sacrificing, right? And so in our stewardship, if we're being obedient to where God is calling us or what he's calling us to do, like, that also gives you a different lens or perspective when you're looking at it as a sacrifice. It's like, really, I'm just being obedient to what God wants me to do. And so if that requires giving something up, I trust that God has something greater for me or he has something for me. Mm-hmm. And and I think that could be a way to help keep our eyes off of just what am I giving up? What do I have to go through? And, and instead being okay with growing in character and patience and all of that good stuff. I'm gonna have to remember to bring up character every time we have an episode. I, just, <laughs> I like I like seeing Brett gets really animated and he just, starts moving in his chair. Well, and it's like, I just oh, it's digging deep in there. I just know that the <laughs> listeners are probably annoyed too. They're like, man, now Brett, I just hear your mom talking about that in my head all the time. And but it, it well, we don't see your mom that often, so it's good to have reminders of her. Yeah, but I, shout I, out to Nancy. I, I do. I will admit, you know, like as much as I I still want to fight it and don't accept it at times. Like it's true. Like. It's not just building character and you're going to be a quote unquote good person because there's a lot of good people in the world. But I know that in her heart, it was more like, well, like this is who God wants you to be. He wants you to be someone who's gracious. He wants you to be someone who can stand up for what they believe. He wants you to be someone that's going to take care of things well, both people and materialistic items. And so again, shout out mom. I appreciate you for drilling that into my brain. Um, but it it is an investment that is more, I guess, eternity driven and that can be hard to hold on to, but I'd say it's worth holding on to. Yeah. As as parents, we get to say, 
trust me, in the long run, you're going to appreciate this. It's like, it's like, it's something a kid doesn't want to hear. Yeah. I guess now I can consider myself a little bit further on that long yeah. run than before. So I can kind of see some of it. We got, we got time for one more thing, Damon. Or? Yeah. Okay. So I, I think sometimes people wrestle with the concept of this being a steward. So a steward is you're managing somebody else's things, resources, whatever. Let's see. Do you guys have struggled with that concept or have you struggled in the past of basically everything you have is from God? Like it's your finances, your time, your every breath you have, your abilities. Um, do you have, do you struggle with that or have you talked to people that have had that battle of, no, but I, I still go to work and I, I produce the effort and so then I get paid and it's mine and you know, the, those two kind of competing um, mindsets, because I think, I think one, when you, <coughs> when you are able to shift your mind on what being a steward is, is really like from God's perspective, I think things become a lot easier, but I think there's a big hurdle to just even accepting that God sees us as stewards. You guys have any thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, For me, I think I um, God allowed me to be broken down to shift that. Mm. Um, how, how so? I think the just struggles with my emotional and mental health really like flipped my perspective upside down in almost like this desperation for something greater. Mm. And so this perspective of like me being in control, me choosing, this is what I get because this is what I did. And like in an instant, it felt like things shifted where even if I put forth mm. such efforts, it didn't play out the way that I wanted. And so I was quickly in a place where it was like, not that what I did didn't matter, but having to really battle with like, are you okay that you're not in control? And it was hard for me and it took long seasons and I still battle through it here and there. Um, but I feel like I'm in the the most consistent and um, the best place where I'm able to manage that and have that perspective that like God, I, I've seen him provide and show up in ways where I know it's real. Mm -hmm. And so I can't like undo that. You can't. I can't pretend like I didn't see that or didn't experience it in a lot of the brokenness that I've experienced. And so I, I recognize how much he has done and continues to do. And it's helped me um, be willing to have faith in what's to come. Because I think that's the area that I used to struggle with the most mm. is my, my, Issues with, let for today's topic, stewardship came from, I'm afraid of what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. And so the things I'm doing now is stemmed out of that fear. And so I need to control it so that I know what's going to happen next. I know the outcome. I know how this is going to play out. And it quickly turned like, well, you don't, you don't know anymore. Mm -hmm. And you have to deal with that reality. How are you going to deal with it? And I would like to think I gave God a pretty good wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, you know, I was probably, he probably just tapped me out real quick. And so, um, it, 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 I, and I don't think 
I don't want to scare people and feel like, okay, the only way that shifts for you is right. if you get broken down. But for me personally, yeah. in my experience, um, pretty early on, I, I recognized that and it, it's changed just a lot of my perspective. And one of them is like, no, like me breathing and my, my mental sanity and how I feel and, and the materialistic things like it's, it's God's provision. And, and that's sometimes been scary still. Mm. Um, and it requires a lot of faith, but for me, when my world was shaken up, it's like, well, I, I'd rather hold on to like God than what I can manage. For me, one place that I, I learned about stewardship from a early age was Boy Scouts. And so we would go on camping <coughs> trips and, as a group. And one of the things that they would always say is, you know, this campsite, this area that we're going, is it's not ours. It was here before you and it's going to be here after you. Mm. And so you need to take care of it. And to the point where when you leave, it's actually better than when you, when you went. Mm-hmm. Right. So there might be trash on the ground already. There might be stuff. It's not just taking care of your trash, but if there was stuff that was there left from the previous person, you need to leave it in a better condition than, than before you were there for the next group that's going to come. Cause more people are going to come. And if we don't take good care of it, then eventually no one's going to be able to enjoy this, this, area anymore and so i think for me that helped to kind of set the stage for me uh personally of oh when i do things i i want to steward them well for the next person or for the next group or for the next whatever's coming down the line but i could also see how it would be difficult if i wasn't you know in those scenarios when i was young if i didn't grow up with stewardship if i if i grew up you know getting everything that i wanted or or things like that i i could see how that would affect it me later mm-hmm. um, and how difficult it would be to have a perspective of stewardship uh, now as an adult, um, just how that would be difficult and how some of these things would be like way out of bounds mm-hmm. hearing about now um, compared to more convicting or more like, Oh yeah, that would be a good shift for me to make, mm-hmm. but I could see how it could be a lot more of a, a wrestle or a, a back and forth if, if I didn't learn some of those things young. So, I could see how it would be, um, it's very beneficial to learn some of these truths early. And so, yeah, some of the things that trying to work with the kids, but yeah, with kids, it's hard, right? Because sometimes those emotions and sometimes the, I want, I want, I want, it gets in the way, right? Yeah, I thought there's two words you you mentioned, Brett, when you were sharing. One was control. I think that that's, that's the one thing that really, I think, comes in the way of just kingdom living in general so Mm. stewardship it's definitely one thing but it's as we're pursuing what kingdom living looks like that's one of the big hindrances and Mm. and i think the the harder time you have with giving up control and the longer it goes on the harder the break oh for sure for sure (laughs) so that was the other word just when you said i don't want to scare people because that you have to get broken but really that's that's what it comes down to because we have to get broken and there's certain ways where we're holding on to worldly values. We're holding on to our own stuff. We're holding on to certain things that God's like, yeah, but you need to shift in that. And if we're stubborn and we're like, no, no, I'm good. The longer we go with it, it's, it's going to be harder. So yeah, it's that process of what Pastor Barry told me. is like, you got to die to yourself. Yeah. And that's that part. And you're like, <laughs> it doesn't sound that enjoyable, but 
But on the other side of it, it's like, oh, I wish I would have done this earlier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think in the stewardship part, I think uh, because it is usually associated with money, I think people have a hard time of saying like, I choose to die to my own needs financially. And I'll, I'll ask, I'll, I'll put it in the Lord's hands and actually not just put it in his hands. I'll actually give up some of it because I trust that what he has is better. And he knows that money could have my heart and I don't want it to have that, you know, so those, but it's, it takes a basically giving up control and mm-hmm. you have to trust that what the Lord has is good for you. I think that's where our perspective shift can help too. Cause right. If we're always focusing on, I need to die to myself. <laughs> I need to die to myself. Right. It's, it's, we're looking at what we are sacrificing or what we're having to give right. up. Right. And what we, what we're so used to, it's comfortable. This is what I've, how I've lived for a long time. <coughs> but I think what the Lord wants us to look at is, but in order for the new creation to come out, the old self has to die first. Right. And so if we look at that, it's like, God wants me to experience this new creation, but I'm holding on to this old thing, right? So for some of us, we might need to just shift our perspective, renew our mind mm-hmm. <laughs> so that we can experience this, the new creation that God made us to be. I mean, I just thought of another uh, barrier that can come up too is comparison. Mm. You know, like, hey, God, what about them? Like, they didn't have to do this or they don't, what about them? And and then, but we don't know their condition of their heart. We don't know how they're are they in alignment or is that coming later for them or there's, but we could get in that kind of selfish thing of like, well, that's not fair. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a kid would say, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that one might come for another episode. I was thinking that I'm like, well, <laughs> should I share it now? I just, I'll share it. And then I think maybe we could pick up on it. Yeah. I, I don't, well, for our next episode, um, we have confirmation that Jeremy Yuan will be nice. a, a guest on our next episode. Nice. So I'm not sure if we'll get into that topic next time, but probably sometime yeah, in the future, future, future. Sometime in the future, we'll get onto that topic. So do you guys have any closing thoughts for this episode before we welcome Jeremy next time? You're uh, renewing your mind and new creation made me think of, you got to renew your mind if you want new wine. Wow, I just had to let that soak in for a second. I had to pause. Wow. Maybe that maybe that'll wow. be the title of this episode. <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna call it Stewart's Ship and then see if people You could do that too. <laughs> see, see if people thought, oh, what is that all about? But and Brett Brett's shirt today is like a maroon color. It's like wine. It's like red wine shirt. Yeah. I'm like, man, you're just you're you're living it, man. <laughs> Be, being, being about, about it. it. <laughs> doing hey, hey. As much as I talk about it, I gotta do my best to do it or else I'm gonna be the first one to to, to be shot down. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm good. I, I think what we talked about was good. All right. Until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.